hello. I didn't see you there, Internet. Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsa Ben and Friends, where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two good friends of ours, Tiago. Yo. And Rose. Hi. Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers, and we hope that through both of our perspectives as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have all played the second half of the final case of Ace Attorney Investigations 2, The Grand Turnabout. For the summary this week, hey, uh, remember the, pre- uh, the murder of President Huang? Uh, Agent Long sure did. Uh, we resume the case with Long dragging everybody out to the scene of the crime to interrogate Courtney and John. Courtney refuses to say why she met the president the other night, even when, the acu- even when she's accused of murder. So Long instead accuses John and his falling Mozilla head of being the killer. We don't solve that right this second, but we'll come back to that later, and instead take a detour as we discover the source of the yellow stain on the president's body, a bouquet of lion lilies that Courtney brought. Uh, anyway, 12 years ago, the SS5 incident was a case in which the president was kidnapped, ransomed, and returned to Shangfa. However, there was also a reporter murdered at the same time, and this happened to be just outside the Happy Family Home Orphanage, which, coincidentally, happened to be right where the Grand Tower is now. Kay recreates the orphanage and the crime scene in Little Thief, and off we go. With everyone here, Miles solves the 12-year-old case, flipping the murder around, realizing the president himself was killed by the assassin Dogen and replaced with a body double by Blaze and Patricia Rowland. Not only that, the whole reason that the president was at the orphanage was to visit John Marsh, his secret illegitimate son, who he also planned to legitimize in his will. Dogen shows up and says, hey guys, I escaped from prison and was listening this whole time. Now we got to talk about the two kids from the pastry chef case. Uh, Through a series of revelations, we uncovered that these two kids grew up to be Horace Knightley and Simon Keyes. Not only that, through process of elimination and who had opportunity, Edgeworth arrives at the sole conclusion that the mastermind behind everything could be none other than Simon. Going to the Big Berry Circus, Edgeworth and Keyes have their showdown, with Keyes quickly dropping his wimpy facade and becoming Jokerfied. After much back and forth with evidence shared and dismissed, a fast-moving hot air balloon from the circus, plus Gumshoe swooping in with the clutch save once again, Edgeworth finally links Keyes decisively to the killing of the president via pollen from the Lion Lily bouquet. We do get our assassin showdown as DeKiller attempts to take out Simon, but Dogen appears to ask DeKiller for mercy just this once, as he feels responsible for Simon. The assassins depart, Simon is placed under arrest, and we finally wrap up Ace Turning Investigations 2 with Edgeworth, Gumshoe, and Kay wondering if, hmm, perhaps the great Yatagarasu is the friends we made along the way. Uh, God. Uh, so, <laughs> so this case, no, you didn't uh, like that one? Okay. No, I mean, no, it's... It's not it's the not, joke, it's Ben. It's not you, Ben. <laughs> the joke was us. We were the joke. Um, the Alright, so this case, right? I actually do really like a lot of things about it. I love the parallels and themes of, like, the fathers and the, the paths their children take because, like, we have Miles Edgeworth and his two dads being Gregory Edgeworth and uh, Von Karma. We have uh, fucking the best with his shitty dad. 
We have John Marsh with his president dad, but it's also his body double president dad. And then we have Simon <laughs> Keyes, who the entire reason he went on this Joker arc was because he thought his father was uh, Pierre Hoquet, John Dover, the man who died during the cake incident. But it turned right. out to be Dane Gustavia, uh, a murderer, and he also followed the murderer route. Uh, Horace Knightley also followed like the murderer route in his own way. There's so many, like, fathers are, like, a huge theme in this game, and it's kind of incredible. Now, all that to say, my god, this should have been more than one case. This was so Holy many cases. Holy shit, yeah. This is <laughs> yeah, three cases. There are a lot of there are a lot of moving parts. This was, we solved the case of the president being murdered, we solved John's kidnapping case, we solved uh, a case 12 years ago, and then all that to wrap up is the overarching case. That's like four fucking cases. Right. Uh, they're all tied together by Simon Keyes, the mastermind, who, I was right, we should have killed on site. We should have brought that motherfucker to the Hague. We should have hanged him. <laughs> Our anti-clown sentiment remains intact throughout this I just podcast. bumped my mic a little bit. I apologize that that shows up with the recording. I was so mad about it. I'm just so incensed I, by this monkey mastermind. I figured it out, too. I, okay, this is the power of having a calculator and being concerned about people's ages. As soon as yeah. it was like, oh, the child, like, at 12, like 12 years ago saved my life, Dogen. I was like, hold on. Stop, let me get the calculator. So I go through the ages of all the male characters, subtract 12, <laughs> figure out who's around the right age. There's only two male characters who are around the right age for um, that, for them that. to be the, chi- the child. The and child. Knightley and Simon. And I go, well, Knightley's dead, so it's Simon. Yep. Here's and I was thing. right. I was... <laughs> I got... I got a little jokerified myself um, in the, in the center of this case, and I I had a couple alcoholic beverages and started taking notes, which is how you know that I'm drunk as I start taking notes. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> this is a sad, sad thing to say. Um, well, I actually did not think I it did, was. Fun. I did Go call ahead. it. Um, I died in this case. I got killed, and I got oh. killed because um. I want to hear how you died, because I don't think it's the same way that I no. nearly perished. I died so early. Here's what happened, right? I like that you guys are acting like when your bar runs out, you literally pass I away. die. Yeah. You die. Hedrick <laughs> just faints in it's the middle of the It's not a penalty bar. It's a fucking life yeah, bar. Yeah, he, di- he dies. He dies. I die. Uh, what happened he was... dies of embarrassment. It's been two weeks since we played the first half of the case, so I forgot most of the shit. Um, so when John asked me, like, some benign question, I didn't know the answer to it, so I just started mashing all of my evidence, and I just died. I, it's John Marsh, this child killed me. Because he asked, he asked a really simple question, and my answer was, dude, deadass, I forgot Lamau. And then died. (laughs) (laughs) I, I got hit during the, uh, Little Thief segment, because I was clicking on the wrong, um, I was clicking on the wrong area and i was like i'm right i know i'm right the guide i checked a guide to make sure after i got told i was like two pixels to the other yeah i needed to move the the cursor like to the left a little bit more yeah um and i went down like 
I didn't die, but I went down in health lower than I prefer to be. And I was like, alright. <laughs> That's it. I, I think what fucking gets me for this case is the fact that, like, we did, like, the, the segments themselves, there's, so, listener, the way that, like, the last segment was broken up, there's, like, the last part of the game that we played is broken up into three segments. The first segment was mostly the Little Thief stuff. The second segment was uh, me chasing after John Marsh to figure out, because once he figured out his dad was the um, president, he had a bad time about it. And then the third segment was you confronting Simon Keys in the Big Berry Circus. First of all, I need to talk to whoever is hiring people at this fucking circus, because clearly they don't know how to hire people. They hired I mean, a it's fucking... Regina and uh, Max, so like... We need to put them in the Hague, too. I, like, if a circus produces two killers, that circus should be shut down. That's a normal circus. That's a normal... True! Most killers just end up at the circus because they're trying to run away from their crimes. Uh, this one, they were circus performers and then they decided to kill. Uh, so, like, I... Here's, here's, here's the fucked up thing most of all is that I actually really do love Simon Key's Jokerfication. I did not see it coming, and it was like... It was sick. I thought it was sick. I the, like the music was really nice. I was quite well, enchanted with the audio track. His dumbass hairstyle had a payoff, and I could not have expected that. Yeah, I, just letting it all hang down they, and kind of. Yeah. They really just wanted to make a sexy clown, and they did. And unfortunately, <laughs> he was wearing that god awful onesie, so it just was never going to work out. But honestly, though, he kind of made it work, you know. Uh, I'm gonna okay. agree to disagree on the onesie. Isn't, isn't that what they say in uh, um, in uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? Work, you know. Make it work. Make it work. He worked it. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so here's um. Uh, let, let's like go back a little bit earlier where we have like. Also, we have Wang and his dad. His dad being in it. There's so many fathers in this game. I uh, and, again we. Barely mention Von Karma. Kind of a weird choice. Well, I've Francisco Von say. Karma. It wasn't of. about him. It I wasn't know, about him. but it was not about him. It should be because I um, love him. Terrible so old man. Lang is like my dad studied the case twelve years ago because he felt like he failed the president. And then Miles Edroth is like he didn't fail the president. He was trying his gosh darn best. Let's review the evidence he had twelve years ago. How the fuck did we, like, airlift the evidence from Zeng Fa over to Japanifornia so quick? The same way they get DNA test results and, um, and, uh, shit. Like, fingerprinting Fingerprint results back in, like, 30 seconds instead of the, like, six months it takes in real life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so... It's like we have to compare the fingerprints against our incredibly small database that we have in our pocket. Mm Mm-hmm. We had to invest, I, I like, straight up, I played the case and I straight up forgot. Also, before I forget, totally justified in having that conversation about the timeline thing. Because the fucking president was killed the same night that uh, yeah. Kay was abandoned on the rooftop. I, Tiago, big brain. Big brain yep. here. It, it turned out to be actually very plot critical. Because, uh, yeah, his body you was You can go listen to my big brain to moments the time of- on the Let's Play. Okay, what do you say on the Let's Play? I say a lot of correct things. 
Oh, okay. You can say do you say correct things here? Tip my cowboy hat. I don't. I don't. Wait, <laughs> you guys do your thing here. Well, no, you're you're here too. Don't you get to say correct stuff? Well, I notably said that this game was daddy issues. Well, true. That was absolutely correct. Yeah. Yep. Made... And I knew I knew the killer was that fucking monkey. Wait, you knew the killer <laughs> was Simon Keys? How the fuck did you know? I didn't. I just guessed in the very beginning when I saw the monkey. <laughs> I was oh. like, it's that bitch. Um, we do hate the monkey. Anytime money shows up. Yeah, he's a man. On the other hand, time. he does get to get a couple licks in on Simon then at the end with his breakdown animation, which is very fun. Two, all right, so the two great animations during this case. One, Sirhan Dogen shows up to be like, hey, everybody, what's up? I broke out of prison just to talk. And everyone's like, you gotta go back. And he goes, nah, I'm not done yet. And then he goes, I'm gonna go find that kid who saved me. I'm gonna, like, adopt him, Lamal. And then Miles Earth goes, no, you can't. And then Dogen sicks his dog on Miles. I, that was over <laughs> so quickly. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, a dog attacked Miles Edgeworth this case. He's gonna have dog-related trauma now. Um, <laughs> yeah, this man the truly collecting trauma right, left, and center. God love uh, him. Animation great number two was the breakdown animation for, uh, I also do also love the jump animation that John Marsh has whenever, uh, Courtney throws down the gavel. Yeah. Um, very important note for the listener, uh, we figured out the Courtney, uh, John Marsh timeline thing. She was not pregnant at the age of 12, we can all rest now. Uh, yeah, was she adopted. was adopted, as, as we we expected he might be, although they yeah. are related. They are. So, John yeah. Marsh's mother's name is Amy. Amy is the person that the original president of Jungfa had a baby with. And uh, Justin Courtney is Amy's cousin? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. like... And she has some line to be like, oh, everyone thought we were sisters. You yeah, know? we're so similar that everyone thought we were sisters. And it's like... Okay. I don't I don't think this had to be revealed. You could have just said like from the cut he was adopted. That would have been I mean, fine. It it explains the plot hole of why they look so similar. They had to do something with that. Yeah, I just think that when Justine Courtney And then also like it, why she would have adopted him in the first place. Yeah, because whatever happens, she adopted that child like pretty young like she's had to still be a teenager when she adopted him so like yeah yeah even if she waited <laughs> a few years until he wasn't a baby anymore i just think that like at age 12 when you i i here's my thing here's what it is is that i'm justin corny i'm 24 i have mm -hmm. a 12 year old son questions right questions None of your business. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> but also... It's no longer Women's History Month. <laughs> Jeez, it's April 2nd. This is not coming out on April 2nd. This is coming yeah, out... Yeah, we just fucking uh, dox our timeline. Yeah, we're letting everybody know that we record over a week in advance. But no, this is coming. This would be coming out on April 11th. Either way, it's April. It's April. It the is point no, being, longer no longer Women's History women's Month. History month. We, gotta, we just gotta say that, like, Justine, we probably would not have had a huge... Like, you could have just said, like, John Marsh is my son. Yes, I know it's confusing. He's adopted. You didn't have to explain anything more than that. Well, right? to be fair, like, 
we're weirdos who are like checking everyone's ages with a calculator. You know? Yeah. And this game has been previously sweaty in terms of Yeah. So. That kind of thing. Rayfield's may needs to die. Yeah, I'm okay with I like him, but I think I you know he has worn out his welcome. Yeah, he need he needs to get a cold bucket of water poured on him at the very yeah, least, yeah. bare minimum. Uh, sorry, I just had to readjust my so, mic because uh, some stuff was picking up on it. Um, yeah, no worries. Here's here's so my, so Rayfield. Um, <laughs> we have a moment where like everyone in the game goes, "All right, get him, Miles. You can do it." And like, I wish they would have stopped talking so that I could get him faster. <laughs> <laughs> it's anime. They all gotta lend you their power, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. This I like. There's too much to talk about in this case. There's like, there's the fucking little thief segment. There's the reinvestigation. There's the fucking... yeah. I mean, well, we've we've tackled most of the stuff when they were just standing when. 20 people were all just standing around in the movie lot, which was basically that was the revelation about the lilies, the uh, like that, you know, uh, Courtney was refusing to talk about why she met with the president. Which, again, like, Courtney, weird hill to die on. Gotta say. Well, she probably has, like, a fucking uh, there's probably, like, she couldn't just been... say, "Let's send John away for a minute." Can I? And I'll tell you guys because it's okay to tell you. <laughs> it it <laughs> like... literally affected the presidency of another country. I think so much not... so that Long's dad took the secret to his grave to pres- preserve yeah. democracy. Not actually democracy, though. Yeah, it's, sorry, buddy. Twelve terms. That no, no, I, no, no. <laughs> true. Um. So like. I can see why she was willing to take that secret to the grave is because literally, like, it was straight up, like, a political secret. Like, only the fucking FBI could know this shit. Um, just inconvenient, you know? Just inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Also, like, Justine... So let's let's discuss the actual murder of the body double because I need to... There's a point here that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's how the body double got killed. The body double was seen going up to the rooftop with uh, Justine Courtney. Mm-hmm. Uh, the body double is sta- sitting at or standing at an angle or whatever, where he sees this giant fucking balloon come up out of nowhere. Uh, the balloon containing both uh, Simon Keys and a passed out K, who he plans to dump here and cause the whole previous case incident. The body double then says, "All right, Justine, go downstairs for your own safety. Don't look behind you." Like, this is fucking Orpheus and Tartarus. You can't look behind you. <laughs> if you do, you'll see a dying Don't fucking Don't turn around balloon. or you'll turn into well, a pillar of salt. And- I think the implication is that he uh, sent her away a little sooner than this incident started to happen. Well, he must have seen the balloon. In order- he, he might have seen it, like, approaching or something at best. But, yeah, they don't get into the details. And Courtney just says, after we were done meeting, he sent me away. And stayed there and stayed behind, you know, mm-hmm. and that that's like the extent of it. I, she doesn't even say that the meeting ended early. But there's there's the implication that the body double was trying to kill Justine Courtney in order to silence her. And the fact that uh, he was not able to follow through with this plan because this line balloon appeared. Right, right. So that implies to me that the line balloon appeared 
while Justine was there, but Justine did not see it. Yeah. Then, uh, then, yeah, then it, we just have to assume that it was from an angle in which he could see the balloon, but she didn't. So here's my thing. I'm Justine Courtney. I just met with the <laughs> president of Zengfa. He is the son, he is the father of the son that I adopted. He just told me in a very panicked voice to go down the elevator, don't look behind me, and don't ask questions. I don't do anything about this for three days. I shut the fuck up about this. I, like, there's a whole other case that happens. And I don't think about the fact that I just met with the president last night. What the fuck, Courtney? What? Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm what? just wondering if she, I, I, she probably did it out of, you know, she cares for John and just does what the guy says because she's aware. A, a murder takes place in the same location where I just met the president of Zheng Fa, who is now missing. And I don't think these events are related. Like. I just I mean, feel like her yeah, autonomy. Nobody mentions nobody mentions knowing that the president is missing, despite the fact that he is missing for a day or or whatever it is, two days. Um, I, I just feel like like Courtney's whole sometimes like, presidents just go places and they don't tell you. I just feel like Courtney <laughs> would have fucking done something for the last two days instead of just being like, "All right, now I will indict Miles Edgeworth and no, kill him." Tiago, on... her motherly instinct was oh, preventing her from. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, here's the thing i don't i'm i'm not necessarily like a huge fan of courtney's character in the previous four cases yeah she's she's fine but this is i don't know how else to describe this this is obviously an over dramatic thing that i'm about to say um and i acknowledge that but uh this it's a there's a little bit of character assassination going on here in that she all of a sudden like as soon as the sun reveal happens she instantly becomes like sixty percent more motherly all the time and the game just kind of fully just leans into that and there's no I don't know there's no interrogation of that at all right I, I mean it was kind of funny when all like, of that during women's history yeah <laughs> it was funny when like you know she. John like talks back to you and she's immediately like Jonathan how dare you talk back to like blah 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 you know and I was like okay that's a funny little bit and then it just overstayed its welcome like like, (laughs) half the bit was funny the other half of the bit was like put that face away Justine Courtney yeah it's the face (laughs) it's the face that is the problem like let's be real I like yeah Here's, I just think that, like, as a character who is clearly so fucking, like, driven by, like, the god Salar or whatever, and then to mm-hmm. just be like, oh, the president's gone. Okay. It, like, what do you mean, okay? Like, she, I just felt <laughs> like she had no autonomy. Like, she, mm-hmm. she was just there to be, like, a suspect. And I then... I women either get to be characters or mothers. Those are your two options. I yeah, like helpless mom. Listen, I love me a hot milf, but like this was absurd. Okay, if she has a fucking law degree, she should use it. Um, like there's a, I feel like there would have been a difference between like mom does badass thing to protect son versus mom is helpless because son is in danger. Mm-hmm. I I even think that like uh mother being helpless because son is in danger is okay because like fine whatever. I just think that like. Yo, Justine, you're not gonna ask any fucking questions about the goddamn president 
on your rooftop? Like, there's the father of your son. The father of your son, bro. Like, think about that. Think about that more than not at all. Who you adopted? Oh my god. Anyway, um, the president, the body double, got crushed by a fucking hot air balloon, and that's the funniest thing. I feel like we're I feel like we're lost in the sauce, but I felt like I was lost in the sauce this whole case. So like. There is just there's... so much going on. Even I had trouble like remembering this everything. We hit five pages of evidence. Some things I know, were just the most ever. Some things uh, were just a leap that was too much for me. I honestly, I had no idea that I could not guess that Simon Keys was the mastermind. I just started guessing men. I just started yeah. guessing, like <laughs> that. That part I knew. That part I had figured out. It was just like some of the the jumps were just like. I guessed Will Powers. I actually put him on the altar to be sacrificed. <gasps> oh, How dare no. you? He would it was never. Easy. It was so easy to, too. I had no doubt. I was like, it's not me. It's not Lang. Who is, who's another man? Will? Will's and also, a man. we're on case. We're on the final. We're on. Okay. We're on the final case, parentheses, S parentheses. And the only person that's been around the whole time that we haven't really talked about was Simon. Yes. I also just don't think he's important to me. I don't, like, yeah, well, the the one when we were doing the let's play, the one thing that I think all three of us uh, noted was that um, Simon showed back up in this final case. Yeah, that's fair. which is which is I know how stories are constructed, so I know that if you want to have your like kind of surprise character from the you know the back oh guess what yeah. it's Simon Keys actually this whole time you got to introduce them a little bit again you can't have them not show up at all in the case so that's why we have him and Regina we pop were up literally to, like help out with the kidnapping about him and Regina being there yep. we were like why the fuck are they here this sucks i hate them i <laughs> yeah that's and that why. was my first sign that was my first sign i was like oh this they're going to be important one of one of them's got to be important and then, yeah, as the timeline stuff started to line up, and I think it was right when, as soon as Dogen was like, okay, let's talk about these two kids, then I was like, oh, I think I know who the mastermind is now, you know? And we were starting to, like, piece it together then. Nah, not for me. I was taking blind shots, and I just guessed Simon, and then Miles Edwards was like, oh, it's gotta be Simon Keys. And I said, yeah, man, sure, whatever you say. Um, <laughs> I used the power of, of math. Uh, so, like, I used the power of, let's find out which two characters are really close in age. Oh, there's two characters that are the same age. I, oh, you how see about that? that? I, as soon as I saw, I was going through the fucking, uh, fucking thing, and then I said, oh, this was Knightley's friend, and I go, oh, duh, of course it's Knightley's friend. They were still friends. That makes sense. Mm, yeah, um, and they really hammer it home, where they give you, like, a little flashback to Miles remembering someone being like, oh, me and Knightley are the same, we're the only friends we've ever had since childhood, we both orphans, like... Yeah. I let him die. Yeah. Let him die. Um, so... Also, like, man, that was some, like, crazy-ass shit that got covered for these, like, two characters who, like both turned out to be murderers like this orphanage was not doing a good job with these kids i mean patricia ran that orphanage uh and then she ran a A she was a prison warden after that so like they you know just kind of read into that how you will yeah they definitely (laughs) they make a direct line between like the (laughs) fact that like uh simon was like horrifically abused at the orphanage and like him losing his mind and becoming a 
fucking jokerified awful little clown man yeah no yeah they 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 straight up uh even like i think there's a, a line from edgeworth i believe in which he straight up says uh yeah no uh simon was a victim as well of mm-hmm. like the whole uh system. orphanage system you know like yeah the justice system like all these things failed him to put him in this position to then do evil acts you know yeah. as well and like yeah. which um, was like more like systemic than uh, than this game usually gets yeah. into yeah and even like with nightly like he he his dad forces him to kidnap his own friend and That's like insane. leaves him to die because he's so afraid of his father that he's willing to kidnap and lock up his best friend in a car like right but, buddy like things are going on that are a lot more dark than you usually get from ace attorney it, a game about murder it's kind of incredible how all these cases do tie together because i truly felt like the case from uh 12 years ago was not going to fucking or 18 years ago was not gonna fucking like matter I knew and there was a reason it, we still had that in our inventory. It mattered. It so like the whole it, the the entire like timeline is crazy. Uh, Pierre, Dame Gustavia, and Pierre Hoquet are fighting each other in a candy competition. And I know it's a fake. <laughs> it's a pastry competition. You don't need to kill people, dude. There is like every motorcycle is revving outside my window. What the fuck? Is happening? <laughs> I am uh, on the third it's floor. It's bike week. It's motorcycle Sunday. Uh, all right, bike so, like, week at Tiago's house. It really fucking is. Um, so like, Dan Gustavia and Pierre Hoquet are squabbling over uh some shit over and the pastry competition. So Pierre Hoquet goes, "All right, Horace Knightley, you will now kidnap your friend and put him in a car. They are both in a car." It freezes. They are about to freeze to death. And, and die. Dogen, and die. Dogen, Sirhan Dogen, an assassin, comes out of nowhere, saves these two children, who, through the trauma of this incident, lost their memories. They are mm-hmm. then placed into they an orphanage. They didn't even get hit with a fire extinguisher. They just, they just I, got amnesia. Here's my thought process. Maybe it's not the fire extinguisher. Maybe it's just the cold. Maybe cold gives you amnesia. Fire extinguishers blow cold stuff. They and... specifically say trauma caused this amnesia. <laughs> anyway. Are you yeah, sure? the trauma of cold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, they then go to the orphanage run by fucking Patricia Roland, who has connections with Blaze the Best. They decide, and, like, the body double will now is like, all right, body double's going to hire Sohan Dogen to kill the president, and then uh, I will replace him. However, a reporter's just there, and that's the most unfortunate thing for the reporter, because he gets killed. And they have to stage yep. it to look like a kidnapping because he created testimony to make it look like it was a kidnapping. Uh, so Patricia, Roland, Blaze the Best, and the Body Double, all three of them creating a super league of villains to orchestrate this event. Uh, they then are going to kill Sarhan Dogan to keep him silenced. But little fucking monkey boy, Simon Keys, goes... Oh, that's the man who saved me from the freezing car. I'll save him. No one will ever know. Uh, except they did know. They proceed to grill that child for so long that he becomes the Joker. I was wondering if if it was going to be... Because um, they're like, oh, the child that gave the testimony uh, disappeared shortly after this. Because like uh, Blaze was like, 
hounding him and i was like is the boy who drew the picture sebastian i thought that as well um i i wasn't sure because this was during the time when i i had a beverage so i was kind of like goofing around but i thought that was like you can say you were drunk i I did already but (laughs) um but you know um also us pre-zooted just check it check in my notes here um Miles says post haste and ergo way too much in this case. <laughs> um, I noticed that as well. <laughs> so, like, don't play a drinking game based off that is what I've got to say to you kids. Did you? No, but I considered it and then realized that would be a terrible idea. Okay, good. But then it was too late because, uh, you know, yeah, things happen. Uh, so then we, like, fast forward about, what, eight? 12 years 12 years mm-hmm. and then this entire incident starts up again with uh Simon Keys going I will now enact my revenge on the body double and all this shit Simon Keys hires uh Shelly the killer to kill the body double but the doesn't let the Shelly the killer know that that is actually a body double and not the real president that's why Shelly the killer is pissed is because he was tricked on the identity of his victim you can't trick you can't trick the killer you have to lie. It was against tell the his truth. code. Yeah. I really thought the breaking of his noble code was going to be, like, more noble. But it really was just like, hey, man. You lied to me, bro. He He's lawful me- evil. I have my laws, and I'm following them. And I'm also evil. You gave me the wrong order, sir. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> um. I mean, it, it is a pretty big difference between killing the president and killing the not president, though. But at this point, the body double is the president. He became yes, I, president. I, I feel like uh, the I, distinction is murky. I mean, I, Shelley's not normal. Okay, like, fucking right. look at him. He's he's a weird, <laughs> yeah, weird guy. It's true. It, yeah, you got. If yeah. you if you if you throw the not normal clause into this, I see your point. That's I'm, the whole game. He's That's doing the whole his series. own goddamn. They're his rules, and he made them up, and he's following them. Goddamn it! And if you don't, well, that's rough, I think buddy. Pretty straightforward. Like, don't lie to me. Yeah. Don't, lie to me. don't breach our trust. And yeah. pay me. Pay properly. me. Pay me. Work. Um. um. <laughs> and he fucking he go, he tries to stab Simon like. He does. He's going for it. Like, uh, hey, that fucking pick though between him and Dogen was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, we did get sick... our assassin fight as predicted. That was. I really did. A... I actually owe Des a dollar because I remember mm-hmm. the bet. The bet was <laughs> I don't believe Sirhan Dogen was going to show back up, and I was fucking wrong. Um, you don't put two assassins in the game without them meeting each other. I guess. Uh, so like, here here's the wildest part is that Simon Keys goes. I will now orchestrate the fall of everyone around me like a puppet master. These are all, they're all fucking rats dancing on my stage. I own the flea circus. Um, I am the circus. I am the circus. Horace Knightley just decided to kill that guy. Completely unrelated to his plan. This, and like, and then ends up in prison. He wanted more power. At the same prison where Patricia Rowland just happens to be the fucking warden. And then, like, well, the the thing is that Simon was uh, claiming was that you know he was setting up the dominoes, right? Yeah, but and he was setting up all the pieces to be knocked over, and he was he was you know pouring gasoline on the fire, you know, and he, so he 
amped up, you know, Patricia's, uh, you know, paranoia by kind of setting up all these pieces so that what he hoped would happen would be exactly what did happen. I, the thing about it though, there's a line that really fucking throws me off where he says, I did not think I'd be arrested when I visited the prison. And mm-hmm. you guys really did fucking save me there. Thank God. This I mean, man he... got so fucking lucky. He got like, lucky as hell. He got lucky at every fucking step. Dan Gustavia just happened to be in town to fucking uncover the body from 18 years ago. Like, everyone he hated got lucky. Like, half of his fucking master plan was a coin toss. And he won every coin toss. It was crazy. Like Damn clown. Fucking clown. Um, I he, That entire <laughs> prison case, he could have died. Like, he could have just lost and died right then. Uh, but he didn't. And that was crazy. I'm, like, not over it. Um, and then the rest of the dominoes with, like, him kidnapping Kay to create, like, Miles Edgeworth's investigation towards Blaze the Best. And, like, him telling Jill Crane and Blaze the Best to shoot each other. Why the fuck did he have it out for Jill? Jill was just a, like, a bystander in all this. But sure, yeah, I guess she gotta die, too. I uh, think he was... I think he was just playing the guest to see, like, okay, if she kills Blaze, I win. If he kills her, Miles will catch Blaze. Uh, I win. True. Yeah. So it didn't, yeah. it didn't really matter to him, like, which outcome he gets, as long as, like... You know, Blaze goes down, and he goes down either way. Yeah, he, he actually, you know, that's a very good point. He did actually end up on top of it either way. Um, I'm just surprised that, like, he's like, yes, I'm an animal tamer, and I did all this shit. And then part of me is just like, dude, what the fuck? This man just won a gatch upon several times and got <laughs> it correct. Uh, <laughs> I It's just very funny to me that he's like, oh, I'm a mastermind, but also, like, Jesus imagine the Christ thrill of being close. right. He played, yeah, I imagine winning constantly. Um, so then we confront him to like, then this whole the past three days occur, in which the like Miles got indicted, all that shit, whatever, and then we finally confront him at the circus, and he goes through his Jokerification arc. The little animation of the pig holding up a chipmunk, holding up a cat, so that he can rest his arm on it. Mm-hmm. To show that he's actually like a super cool animal tamer is strange. Why he has you don't so like much one? control over them that he can make them do that? Why? Here's my thing: if I'm standing right and I want to mm-hmm. lean over with my arm, I don't know if I pick a cat, a pig, and a chipmunk. <laughs> it was for comedic effect. I I get, yeah. but like. <laughs> I like how it's like a chipmunk, but it's also got like a squirrel tail. So it's like somebody, they told somebody to draw squirrels and they didn't look up a picture of a I squirrel. I feel like if I'm going to lean honestly, on perfect. A, no notes. If I'm going to lean on an animal, I'd choose like a big old tiger or something. Um, mm-hmm. So then like we confront him, we defeat him with logic. A whole part of the conversation that we're doing is like, oh, how can you connect me to any of this? I left no trace. And I'm just like, you left so many traces all over this that we figured out is you. Like, obviously you're connected to this. I so like we... that we did the thing where Miles touches the, the car. Yeah. And yes. so his fingerprints are on the car. Thing. That was Columbo. That was, that was Columbo very out. Columbo. I was delighted. That literally happens. It's probably my favorite Columbo episode, maybe. It's like one yeah. of the best Columbo Oh, it's so good. Um, Emma Sky shows up and she lets us do the fingerprint. 
Uh, yeah, just she to be does. clear, uh, if um, let's see here. Uh, shoot. Nope, that's the wrong one. Uh, continue talking. I will. I want to put. I want to tell people the name of that episode so that they can. Watch yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Please, uh, the best. So, like, Miles Edgeworth is fucking. Isn't that the one with the painting? Yeah, it's the one with the. Yes, painting. it's. It's Columbo suitable for framing is That's the title right. of that. Good title. Good title. So great, great one. If you want to, if you want to just watch a one-off Columbo episode, oh, either, it's, it's so either good, that everybody. one or like every port in a storm. Yeah. You know, it was also a really that good one. Great. So if you like Ace Attorney, you will probably enjoy Columbo. Dude, How, what of... a coincidence that this Ace Attorney podcast all loves Columbo. Yeah, what a <laughs> um, also, if you haven't watched Poker Face, give that a shot too. Um, yeah. So like Simon Keys. Sexy You're like pop. Ryan Johnson. Give us a shout out, bro. <laughs> Mr. Ryan. What if Ryan Johnson made an Ace Attorney movie? I, I would watch it. I oh, <laughs> I'd watch it. That's just a fact. I have some things to. I I would shake Mr. Johnson's hand, and then I would also slap him. And I think bro. that's <laughs> that's the quality. You take I, that. I, I, Sorry, curious, Ryan. <laughs> I'm curious to see why you would slap him, but this is not the podcast. This is because for it. we're on the wrong podcast for that, buddy. We're on the wrong yeah, podcast. Oh, we're I know generally why. pro Ryan Johnson on the whole, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. More, more, fine. more good than bad. Yeah. So, uh, um. Anyway, anyway <laughs> uh, we do that. We do the whole Columbo bit in which the, he, you know, Simon is like, well, there's no, there's no evidence on the truck, right? But Edgeworth is like, well, I touched the truck, so let's see if it was my fingerprints that were on that truck because if it, they are then that means it was the same truck that you used uh uh-huh. and that is how you link him back to the truck that transported the balloon and was also there the day that john marsh was kidnapped also the most damning thing ever is the fact that like in order to throw off the date of the corpse death timing the fucking simon monkeys uh he brings the corpse to a refrigeration warehouse where the Berry, Berry Circus is keeping all their animal feed. And that is possibly the most damning piece of evidence possible. Is the fact mm-hmm. that the corpse was in a location owned by the circus. And or rented out by the rented circus. Rented out by yeah. the circus. And then Regina goes, oh yeah, Simon handles all that. And Simon's just like sweating <laughs> the biggest bullets when fucking... Yeah, Regina just fucking gets him too. She's like, oh, Simon did this and that and this and that. And here's a letter for you, Simon. And he's just like, holy shit. It's like, this is what you get. There, he's so close to calling her the B word. It's it's like, I can see he's all this thing. It. He he's can't say it, it because of, of the rating of this game, but he would have if he could have. So, I think someone said, God damn it. I actually like remember seeing that in the text and being like, Whoa. I mean, remember, this is a fan translation, so theoretically they could they, do whatever they want. But they keep they fuck. keep the stylings of, yeah. of the regular localization here. Uh, which is yeah, occasionally you get a hell and occasionally you get a damn it, basically. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while. So like we kill si- we don't kill Simon Keys, but like we basically get him like dead to rights. We basically kill And him. the funniest thing is that the all the animals turn on Simon. And they all attack him. Every animal in the circus attacks him. And they all they all get a good punch. This man takes a punch to the chin from a gorilla. We now it's have great. a we now have a new murder case to solve, which is who <laughs> killed Simon Keys. It was the me. gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's much of a mystery, but yeah. yeah. He they takes, all listen he to him and, and all that jazz until they find out that he wasn't really their friend and then they get really mad. Yeah, yeah. all the animals understand betrayal. 
which is the strangest emotion <laughs> for an animal to understand. <laughs> um, so like Simon Keys, he gets arrested, and then we have like our post credit thing where like every single person that we talked to in this game had like a. Now we're off doing better stuff, you know, and like Regina, I, John Marsh and Courtney, whatever. We did we did pass up on one tiny little beat as well, which is the resolution of John Marsh's revenge arc, which is a very very minor subplot in the rest of the mass of this game. Yeah, yeah. he wants revenge but, for the death of his father, who he never met. Yeah, he wants revenge against Dogen <laughs> for the I death mean, of his that's dad. That's fair. That he... Like you find out that you find out who your dad is, and then you also find out that he's somebody murdered him like ten years ago. You'd be like, "What right. the fuck? I just found out about my dad, and it, you killed him. This sucks." <laughs> You know? Yeah. I know. But the other part of me is just like, you basically have no emotional connection to that man. So Yeah, so he gets over it real fast. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so, I can't get revenge because it would uh, betray the people around me and Justin Courtney. Who actually cared about me yeah. this time. My Justin mom Courtney would be sad. Yeah. Truly the only Dogen, reason. Dogen like lifts his neck up so that and like holds his, you know, knife chisel right up. He's like, go ahead, do it, kid. Take me out in one shot. You're 12, and you won't. He's like, no, can't do that. Dude, what if he did it, though? That'd be crazy. He's like, no, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> what if he actually, like, fucking took the knife, though? That'd be kind of wild. Then um, uh, Simon would probably be dead. Yeah, true. Uh, Shelly would have killed him. Yep. And then uh, John Marsh would have a new dad, Shelly the Killer. This is my new show. Um, <laughs> so, like, we also get a resolution from Miles' little arc. Uh, guess what, everybody? He's still a prosecutor. Yep, exactly as I predicted at yep. the start. Um, exactly I appreciate... as I predicted, knowing how future games go. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that he took my fucking advice and was like, I'm gonna actually, like, oh, I'm gonna try and change the law. And it's like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted you to do. Thank you, Miles. We'll see if Guess he actually what? He does doesn't it. get he doesn't take a break because the next thing happens like a week later. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, that's the thing is that Iro looked up the uh exact timing for the next case and so unless we are completely misunderstanding the timeline, it appears that the next like a week or two later uh literally the inciting events for Apollo Justice happen in which Phoenix Wright loses his badge in court. Oh, wow, so... dude. Literally two weeks later. Yeah. So, like, everything starts to spiral out of control the instant that Edgeworth and Justine are like, we resolve to change the system from the inside, and then it immediately all falls the fuck apart. It immediately <laughs> destroys and the, the dark life of age the of the law. Yeah, the dark age of the law immediately kicks into full gear, you know. And Christoph Gavin is murdering people. Like all this oh, stuff starts happening like immediately, you. immediately after. Like they're like, you know what? I think we can really do it. I think we can improve the law system to help you know everybody. And then it just fucking shatters in their hands. I mean, definitely. <laughs> well, they, they, they're prosecutors. What happens on the defense attorney side <laughs> isn't their problem. Miles, Miles finds out that uh, Phoenix loses his badge and immediately like spirals into a depression and goes to Europe. Because that's what yes. he does yeah. when he's depressed. <laughs> he goes to super yes. Europe. He finds a new Europe to go to. There's lots uh, of countries in Europe. He goes to uh, that one that they made up. 
so like, but here's here's what like Miles Edgeworth thing is like. He's like, I'm gonna choose to follow the prosecutor's path because I want to fight crime, and uh, save people through prosecution. Because even Simon Monkeys was a fucking victim. And that's all, like, fine and dandy, man, but you couldn't have this realization, like, two days beforehand. So you would have had investigation rights. I don't know, man. You could have had this arc <laughs> while you were in the fucking court case. I, I really... Listen, stories, man. <laughs> I really don't think Simon Monkey was the really the turning point for you, Miles Edgeworth, you know? Like, it's... I really don't think that he's the fucking core memory that you needed to develop in order to realize that you need to be a prosecutor. Also, but, like... Miles is describing, like, situations where, like, oh, the system, like, failed him. And I'm like, the system's failed you, buddy. Like, this has happened so many times. But he really needed a clown to be prosecuted in order for him to change, you know? (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, man. So it's very funny that, like, we have all that arc, and then we go back to his office, and then they're just like, okay, Kay, what are you gonna do now? And Kay's like, you know what? Watching Si- IDK. <laughs> I don't know, Watching- I'm 17 IDK. years old. I'm. St- she's like, oh yeah, she's still 17. Um, It's funny- Go back be- to school. It's- go to college. Dude, she has so many degrees, she stole them all. Um, <laughs> Good for her. She stole all that knowledge. So her her arc is simply just like, yeah, I watched Miles go through that whole arc of not following his father's path, and maybe I don't need to follow my dad's path. Maybe I don't need to be the great thief Yatsugarasu, but I'll still keep the name. And everyone's just like, okay, so like, does that really change anything? You're still, alright, whatever. And Gummy's like, I'm gonna follow the path of a detective, and we're all just like, what the fuck, you had an arc too? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did he a got little a bit. It was, it, was, it was a baby arc. He but, got you a... know, Gumshoe had his, had his doubt where it's like, I don't have my best bud Edgeworth by my side anymore. What does that mean for me? I don't have my best can buddy. I can I investigate on my own? And he does that, you know, and he, he comes in with the with the information about the big Yeah, with the Big Berry Circus he running had a the spin-off show. He would have been fine. Yeah, Columbo. <laughs> no, he'd be uh he'd be like the Patrick Star show. <laughs> you know, cuz he like he's the Patrick Star to Miles Edgeworth the SpongeBob. Okay. You think? If you say so, I, I feel like Miles Edgeworth is literally the complete opposite of SpongeBob. I do okay. I, listen. I do recognize as soon as I said that the Miles Edgeworth is a Squidward, but that's not the point we need to make here. <laughs> okay, we need to move on. Um, so we all have like a moment. We're all hugging inside the fucking uh, office, and then we cut to like the all the other side characters going through their arcs of how their life is way better. Justin Corny got to see a movie with her son in it. Her son's mm-hmm. a movie star. Um, uh, who's that? Who's that? Uh, who's the who's the cook who likes to eat that baddie? What's her name? Oh, uh, Delicia Scones. Yeah, she's fine too. Um, uh, there's the other baddie in the cooking case. Uh, what's her name? C- Kathy. Ka- yeah, the singing lady. The singing lady. <laughs> she's in prison, but she gets to eat cake every day because Jeff Master brings cake all the time. Um, I. I think it's very funny that during when Patricia Rowland got arrested, I was like, I can defend her. And then she does so much more worse shit. She kept doing worse and worse shit. She did, like, so many bad things. Like, there was... No oh, one, my goodness. No also, one... like... Go ahead. I One thing that I still think... We focus so hard on, like, 
Simon and his his you know like puppet master clown mastermind nonsense. Um, but like the fact that like Blaze and Patricia and this like fucking stunt double guy whose name we don't learn we never learn this man's name he's just called the president's body double yeah he's called the body double yeah Yeah, like obviously he sucks and he's a murderer but like literally we don't know this guy's real name um they just all were like what were they like hanging out at a bar like the chief prosecutor a random like body double and like the owner of an orphanage and like what what the fuck? And they all made a weird deal? I assume he was paying them a lot of money, but, like, kind of wild, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you I, I, I don't dirty. Know. I don't know if it's ever made specifically clear exactly, you know, which came first, whether they were like, we've got a, a body double who looks like the president, let's make an evil plan around this. Yeah. Or if it was okay, we've already got some things in motion. Let's find a body double to finish the, you know, top this plan off with a cherry on top kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, The 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 murder did definitely seem like a bit of a crime of opportunity, though. When the president was killed by Dogen, you know, kind of thing, that would, that, that would, like, set up then was a bit of a crime of opportunity, and they were like, okay, we got to figure out a way to make this look like a kidnapping instead so we can finally get our guy in. No, I believe that the plan was always to kill the president at the orphanage, and then the body double is going to step in regardless. The reason they made it look like a kidnapping is because of the testimony from the reporter who contacted his girlfriend, Jill Crane, and said, oh my god, the president's at the orphanage. I think there's a... I think there's about to be a kidnapping, and then the body Right, right, you're right. The, no, you're, yeah. you are right. I was, I was again, mixing up the... <laughs> details in this case five pages of pages there's so much shit happening in this case the only reason i'm remembering to remember some shit is simply because i hate it so much but i also love it uh i love i actually do love this case this was not my favorite case it's not my i liked it no it's not my favorite case but um it turned out like it i didn't like it while we were doing it but then after everything was done and everything tied together i was like oh actually this is kind of a nice little ending hmm I liked. I mean, it's like I like the moments, right? Like I like a lot of the moments in here. I like Sebastian's arc wrapping up. I like. Oh yeah, that was this case, huh? Yeah, that was this case. I like. I love how that stuff wrapped up. I liked some of the, uh, you know, goofy shenanigans with some of the character moments that we get in this. I liked the showdown, you know, with Simon. I liked having the assassins show up there. You know, all that stuff was was pretty fun. But um, there is a lot of like, I felt like the, for me, where it really trudged was the orphanage stuff. Like it felt like we were ramping up to shit happening and then we had to stop and go back essentially, you know, and 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 halt immediately and start doing this investigation. Yeah. Like, right. And everybody's just standing in this lot. This is it. Like, Like, surely we'll go somewhere. Interesting. And then, like, we just... No, we're going to stand in this yeah. lot for 90% and of I, the... <laughs> oh, I got real frustrated in them. And some of it, I think, was, like, a little bit of knowing that Tiago was like, hey, this took me a really long time and I died. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, um, it's going to take me a really long time and I'm going to die. Uh... Um, but also, like, I did just get frustrated on my own and, like, c- 
connecting things just wasn't like there was just some leaps of logic that didn't make any sense. I yeah. I feel like a lot of the um a lot of the stuff in this case you kind of just like it felt like leaps of faith. Like it, a lot of it was like Mario jumping off a cliff and just hoping that there's a platform on the other side. And yeah. Like, Literally, Assassin's Creed is right there with the thing called Leap of Faith. Well, I don't I play good games. <laughs> choose Mario. I choose good games. Um, Shush. Jeez, that's right. Fuck Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed 1, 2, and Brotherhood were good. I do like the two series. Anyway. Um, I like the one where you sail the boat. That's four, I think. Black Flag. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, uh, I, like, <laughs> I... I think the thing about this case is that, like, at a certain point, I was just lost. I didn't know why we were... Oh, my God. Yeah, I was pretty lost <laughs> at, at you, I'm isn't some it? point. I'm, I'm sleepy right now. Listen, my dog woke me up early to walk in early, and I'm like, oh, God. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we the, redid the, our well, kitchen this weekend. This... Let's... Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead and finish up before I... I was going to bring us back around to a well, final thing then. I just think yeah. that like uh, a lot of things in this case were required leaps of logic that the game doesn't normally require us to make, but assumes that we retained information from like. Yeah, it doesn't give you the option to ago. go back and watch things or read things. Yeah, yeah, like, there was some it... part where it's like you have to. I forget. There was some, some part where you needed. Oh, it was the part where. Um, where you have to select, like, where the, the murder slash kidnapping took place. And that's the part where I almost died because I was clicking in the wrong place. But it doesn't let you, like, go back and check the evidence or anything. Mm-hmm. You yeah, just yeah, sort of... That menu. So, like, I couldn't... Oh, that's why I had to eventually move to the guide because I, like, couldn't go back and check and see, like, oh, I must be missing something. But I there's nowhere for me to go from here. I'm locked into the screen and I can't get out. Yeah. And right, I'm, right. I've been wrong, like, the, my last three guesses, even though I was so sure I was right, you know? Yeah. Uh, the game does, like, require you to either make leaps of faith or to remember information that is not readily available. Like, it's not, in, if it was in the evidence, that'd be different, but it was not. There's no evidence marker for, oh, he was found in a warehouse. Um, and although I really do enjoy this case, I do think it should. I think this case could have been broken up to at least two more, like two cases. Yeah, I love three. I love Sebastian's case. I was all about (laughs) that. That That was awesome. I can't believe we solved that case and three others in one in in like three hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, not three hours for me. Three hours for them. (laughs) True. All right. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to quick summarize for this game. Uh, we had at the start, we had Turnabout Target, which was the initial presidential mm-hmm. foe assassination. Yeah. Right. Um, we had the imprisoned Turnabout, which was the prison case, uh, meeting all the goofy Animal. prisoner characters yep. and first taking down Patricia Rowland. Um, then we had the inherited Turnabout, which was the uh, pastry chef case uh, and we got to do the back and forth in time with everybody and uh, then we had the forgotten turnabout which was the one just prior to this in which you know uh, Kay got her lost her memories and everything and we found the hidden auction room 
then obviously we had this t- this case, the grand turnabout. So, with that little summary, what do you, what uh, is your favorite case this game so far? Uh, I think I for me I I think I do like the forgotten turnabout, uh, the one immediately prior to this, mm-hmm. just a smidge more. Um, but I like a lot of the moments in this one and some of the individual moments in this one are stronger than, mm. you know, the whole case, but the forgotten tournament still has, uh, like kind of it's overall a little bit more consistent. Also, it's a little shorter, so it, it kind of like <laughs> tastes comes better. In, yeah. It, it punches good. It, you know, it has a hard hit, you know, real quick. And also I remember being really satisfied by seeing a bunch of characters, you know, finally in Iraq that we wanted to interact for a while, getting Blaze established, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and then maybe, uh, maybe Imprisoned Turnabout would be uh, uh, one I also found pretty, pretty decent. But that, uh, that was also because I was really fascinated by the ways that the game both did and did not want to comment on the prison system. I, I found that pretty, pretty fascinating. Uh, did you have a favorite case out of this, out of this game, Desi? Um, I think probably the second case with the animals and the prison, um, because it felt like, because of all the characters and stuff and the way that it it was being done felt like it kind of had a similar feel to the first game. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just, I don't know, it hit like a nostalgia thing for me and I was just like, this is fun. (laughs) (laughs) This makes me think I'm a teenager again. How about you, Rose? Um, I am torn. I think gameplay-wise, um, the Forgotten Turnabout was my favorite. Um, and also just like I really liked Blaze. I thought he was a great villain. Um, I I just thought that was a really nicely done case. Um. Uh, but I think my favorite is gonna have to be the uh the sort of like uh the the Jeff Masters case, the sort of like double mm-hmm. like flashback mm-hmm. to to play as Gregory Edgeworth. I really enjoyed Gregory Edgeworth and I think that even though that case was a bit long and I definitely had a couple issues with it and also Larry was there. Um <laughs> But I think that might still be my favorite from a, from just a thematic and a thematic perspective. I really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, and Tiago. Uh, it's the inherited turnabout because it has the most hot women. Okay. Catherine Holland, Alicia Scales, thank God for the bad. S- S- simple as that. Simple as yeah. that, baby. No, I'm kidding. Um, even I mean, even Larry, even Larry was Larry. Larry, Larry during the kind of a guy after my own heart. But like, <laughs> don't compare yourself to him. But I'm better, it's smarter. Yeah, cooler. you you are better than Larry. That's true. Um, no, I actually do think that my favorite case is this final one. While I do disagree with the like length of it, and I kind of like. I disagree with how long it is. Yeah, I disagree with how long it is. Honestly, Judge, you could cut some parts out. Um, uh, The thing about it, for me specifically, is that, like, I feel like in this case in particular, I had to make a little bit more, like, leaps of logic. And for a game that's, like, so based around, like, ooh, logic is my power. Like, even even Simon Keys goes at one point, 
I used you, Edgeworth, and your so-called logic. And Edgeworth goes, wow, you used my logic like it's a fucking stand. Like, you barely use logic in the last, like, half, though. Like, you don't mind chess anybody. You you use logic, like, twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's very <laughs> funny that, like, in this game that shows a lot of new mechanics, we only use, we don't use them for the final half. We have to use just good old-fashioned debating. And I think that is kind of interesting of itself. Uh, that, like, the core Ace Attorney gameplay is good enough to stand on its own two legs. Uh, mm-hmm. I also love a good old Joker turnaround, you know? Who doesn't love a good joker vacation? Um, <laughs> I don't I, like it when it happens to me. <laughs> I Honestly, it's a freeing when it happens to me. When One I get thing that I did I, think was yeah. cute was, as you mentioned debating Tiago, um, the part where where you and Lang are trying to figure out what happened like yeah. 12 years ago, and he's like, all right, here's my idea. I want to hear your idea. Let's do this together. It's and then so it cuts into the debate. I was like, wow, you're the first character to, instead of like arguing with me, be like, all right, let's, this is how we figured things out in the past. Let's do this. I'll tell you my idea. You tell me your idea. And we'll, we'll put them together. I was like, oh, that's nice. Somebody is not inherently against me. What the fuck? Yeah. There's definitely a fanfic out there <laughs> where Lang and Edgeworth touch lips. Oh, oh I absolutely. Mean, yeah, they're they're both having a bad rebound time right now. I feel like so. Oh yeah, because uh, Lang lost. This is the just hot. daddy issues. The game, so uh, yeah. So like, I I do think that my favorite case in this one is Forgotten Turnabout, but my second favorite is Inherited Turnabout because of all the hot women. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to I wanted to note something. Okay. I, sure. Dogan's dog is like twenty years old. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That dog, that, is dog so is that dog is old as balls. I, I, I actually forgot a key moment that I did want to bring up right before we wrap this up. There's a moment where Justin Courtney's like, "Man, I tried my best to be an impartial judge, and you know, I think I failed." And then Miles Edgeworth goes, "I know a certain judge who's more human than any man I've ever known." That's he my laughs, dad. Cries. <laughs> he he falls for anything. But he always delivers the right verdict because he's human. And I'm like, although that's a very nice compliment you paid to this man, terrible judge. Ter- <laughs> terrible judge. How dare I, you? Loki key, low key needs to be a little impartial. <laughs> Just a little bit. You he's know? so oh, partial, man. he goes back around the other way, so that's he'll believe true. fucking any bullshit anybody says. He's, it's, he's a fucking, Including me! He's a fucking Tinkin character wrapped up in this anime arc. Horseshoe theory, but for judges impartiality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, dear. Yeah, that's my final uh, note. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. That is Ace Attorney Investigations 2 in the bag. This is the only one that I hadn't played. Uh, so this is the only time that you, uh, gentle listener, have ever gotten me uh, also discovering things along with uh, everyone else on the podcast. After this, I go back to being their guide in the wilderness. Uh, Moses leading his chosen people through <laughs> this desecrated courtroom uh, of goofy clowns Walk and me right in the ocean. waiters and chefs and Commandment one, assassins shut, apparently shut the hell up commandment number two i can't do anything about the sun <laughs> commandment number three there are not there are no yeah. more jolly ranchers <laughs> so um 
after th- this is the also the last 2D Ace Attorney game. Yeah. Uh after this everything is 3D from here on out. They use a essentially like a 3D model system where they attempt to replicate the visuals, you know, but uh it is still 3D models. Uh so we will be doing Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney next. However, our episode that you would listen to two weeks from now will be a bonus episode. Uh, I'm not going to spoil what it is, but there will be a little bonus episode there to fill the feed because we're taking a quick break before we we jump into Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. We need a break um, after this, our dear beautiful yep. listeners. We just need, <laughs> we need a little bit of spacing. And so uh, then we will also, I will do my best to put up a list of how we're going to be breaking it up because this game is divided into chapters instead of cases. Uh, it is kind of just one large story uh, in which these two characters bump into each other. and so, But it, it is divided up into chapters, so we'll, we'll kind of do them in batches uh, that way. And uh, we hope that you'll play along with us. Um, I also want to swing by our iTunes review page because we got a couple reviews from folks and I wanted to give them a shout out. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you, yeah, from Diamond Breaker. Hilarious, hectic, and a great Ace Attorney podcast to listen to. Updated Autops Report is a great podcast to listen to if you want an interesting take on Capcom's Ace Attorney series. Keeps me wanting more every time I listen to a new episode. Uh, thank you, Diamond Breaker. I really appreciate you Aww. taking the time to rate us on iTunes. That's so um, sweet. We, we uh, got one as well from Kiki McGee. Or Kiki McGee, 18, thank you for your, they said, uh, currently my favorite podcast. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, slow down, buddy. This podcast is absolutely wonderful. Anybody who has played or is playing through the Ace Attorney series should give this one a listen. It's so fun getting to hear others' thoughts, and the host's excitement and enjoyment has you laughing right along with them. Personally, I'm always so excited to get a notification that there's another episode coming out. Perfect for people who are playing for the first time, like myself, or for old fans who want to give the series a revisit. Thank you, Kiki. That was a wonderful review. And uh, Uh that exactly what I wanted this podcast to be in the first place is a companion piece to the games to, you know, listen along as as you play with them. Hell yeah. Uh, And then we've got a third review. We got three reviews since we last recorded. Uh, By Nine Studio uh, says an excellent Ace Attorney companion. This podcast makes an excellent companion piece to any Ace Attorney playthrough. The hosts are charming, witty, and sincere. Oh, thank you. That's high praise. Uh, you aren't, uh, they aren't afraid to call out poor design, dated stereotypes, etc., while still appreciating all the goodness that the series has to offer. I especially inc- appreciate the inclusion of design notes from the game's creators and that two of the hosts are fresh faces to the series, so we have fun seeing them make predictions and reacting to all the absurdity. Is that enough evidence for you? Take that! Thank you. Oh, so that's thank you. cute too. Yeah. Oh, you guys thank are so adorable. Studio. Uh, I yes, I also uh, am glad that you appreciate that uh, we do the design notes uh, and kind of talk about some of the production. I apologize, I didn't have that for Ace Attorney Investigations too, but I didn't want to spoil myself. Bro. So um, that will be returning for uh, the future, and I will do my best to try to find interesting development tidbits to bring up during discussion. And, uh, and yes, we, you know, 
we have made no bones that we are uh, like prison abolitionists and leftists. So, um, you know, us playing through a game about attorneys <laughs> and the law and the legal system, uh, we, you know, we hope that uh, when we bring those opinions in there too, you know, makes sense and uh, is hopefully decent commentary. But, you know, listen, the whole reason I'm doing this in the first place and the whole reason that we're doing this is because we love this game series. Uh, you know, it's it's a really unique game series uh, within just games as a whole. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's something special about it. So I hope that uh, people enjoy playing along with us. So, yeah. It'd be kind of um, wild if we came out of this, this entire podcast and me and Rose are just like, actually, fuck Ace Attorney. <laughs> oh no i guess it's not impossible it's, but i feel like no. we, we're already five games in so yeah if, if you guys like these five you know oh i would definitely chew my you'll be hate it though uh no i, I love this game uh, i would i would have stopped uh because if i'm if i'm reading something or playing something and i'm not having a good time i just stop uh, the only time so. i've ever done that was with the visual novel Steinsgate, and that says Ooh. a lot um, yeah, uh, for me, it's wrong. Jules Verne. Oh, no, God make... bless the van, father of science fiction. I can't handle it. <laughs> I don't need to know how the submarine works, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking All right. So, uh, uh, do you, uh, also, I just want to step in real quick. It is, um, as you know, it is April 2nd, uh, 2023. Really, I want to get the exact timing here. Um, the the Nintendo eShop is now down, and those are unfortunately the the like the last way you could have gotten the next like series of games you were about to play. Uh mm-hmm. Professor Lane and the other Ace Attorney games. Listen. It's actually surprisingly easy to hack your three DS. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and you can end up on websites and there's special files, and then when you download them you have a game. Uh, I don't know anything. I don't know where you could get to these Make websites. Sure yeah, not we to don't do know that, anything about that's this. That's illegal. That's illegal. Course. Yeah. Uh, so we so, we don't know anything about this. Else would um, put us in prison. All. But if you were to take a bite speaking of, of issues with the legal system, speaking of issues with the legal system, uh, internet con- conservationism. Uh, I'm just saying that if you take a bite of this fruit of knowledge and you bite into it, and there's an Ace Attorney game in there, good stuff, you know. Uh, right. So the the other way that you could like, if you don't want to go through that route, to like see how the next games are gonna play out is to watch the YouTube series at YouTube-Ben. Whoa. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you for that segue. That's perfect. So yeah, you can follow the show and get notified of the latest podcast episodes as well as the latest Let's Plays on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod, on co-host at Ace Attorney, or on our website, updatedautopsy.report. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Yotsuben. Desi, where can people find you? Uh, at yes, this is Des on Twitter until please, I'm begging somebody to find something better and let me know. And Tiago? You can find me at Tiago Estetra on various social medias. Uh, me, Ben and I will just started playing Nor- Paranormously on the YouTube channel. It's pretty fun. I like that ghost shit. Yeah, I guess I can plug that now as well. Yeah, Paranormous Sight was another visual novel that just came out recently. And on a whim, uh, Tiago and Iroi decided to record us playing through it. So it's not a very uh, like long game. We are most of the way through it now. By the time you hear it, another episode will be up. 
And I think we might only have one or two more episodes to go after that. So it's it's definitely more bite size and it's it's really fascinating stuff. It's so good. Yeah, check that out on the YouTube page as well. Uh and then Rose, how about you? Uh you can find me at Rose Nonsense in various locations. Um and I'd also like to take the end of the podcast to thank the uh fan translation team for allowing us to be able to play this game. Oh yeah. Yes. You guys 100%. Uh, you did it. it. You did a good job. You threw a lot of more references in there than I, I'm it was, sure it was the regular really solid work. translation team would have been allowed to. Um, <laughs> and, uh yeah. Thanks for doing that cuz otherwise this game would not have been there for us and we would be forever wondering exactly yeah it's it it, yeah the there was a whole list of of fan translators uh at the end of the credits there and uh yeah they all did uh, a a bang-up job and it's i think fan translation is fighting the good fight um so you know you got your guys effort is really really appreciated Mm -hmm. so yeah All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We hope that you will rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we might read your review on the show like we just did for those. Very likely will. Uh, Next episode, we will again have a little break as we do a bonus episode before we then jump into Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.